everybody. Welcome back to the Kitty Liquor Podcast. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 31, and I'm your host, Cat Wonders, aka Space Buns. Space balls. <laughs> okay, so I have a lot of balls happening right now. I got my buns. I've got my pom-pom earrings. And I've also got these part of this adorable set from Sugar Thrills. Check this out. This is a two-piece set from Sugar Thrills, and I'm thrilled with it. It's very comfortable and very cute. So my hair is a cop-out today, so normally I wear my hair down and do something with it, but it got so late in the day <laughs> and I had a shower. So many things have gone on, you guys. I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> Since the last two weeks, more so the last like week, um, has been wild. So... Episode 31, and I, what was I saying? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I coughed out because I <laughs> normally would shower like the night before I film, but I have been out of power. Uh, it's back on now, obviously. Uh, you can see all the lights and the glory for about 36 hours. Uh, this is not the longest time I've ever been out of power, but it was super convenient because yesterday I was super inconvenient. Did I say convenient? <laughs> yesterday was supposed to be my filming day. I'm, it's like crunch time for me right now because guess what's around the corner? Christmas, okay? That freaks me out. <laughs> um, and I have to do so much filming. So um, every day I pretty much have planned like out on my schedule and I've got like this big calendar this big with every day of the month that's a big square. So I have a lot that I can write into it and write notes and it's the only way I can stay organized and get shit done. Um, so that threw off my week, but hey, Sometimes you're just going to make things work and I'm going to make it work. But power's back on. It is windy as hell outside right now. And I feel like my power is going to go out. But I, okay, I'm not going to put that out there. <laughs> the power is not going to go out. I'm going to get to finish filming and I can film for the next five days straight because that's what I need to do. <laughs> so please power, stay on. It wasn't the whole town, but like up where I live, it was off. And we got about... Mm, about this much snow overnight and uh, then it started raining and there's just, just a massive storm coming through and it's still kind of finishing off. And for all I know, there's more coming. It's called a Pineapple Express, I guess. Um, sounds tropical and lovely, but it really ain't, especially in the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> um, there's just disasters happening right now from that storm all over BC and Alberta. Uh, so anyway, whatever's going on, I'm not sure. I'm sure I don't want to bore you with real news or real information. That's not why you're here. So I also, aside from like the apocalyptic few days that have been happening here, I also went to Sparkling Hills for a few nights and that was so much fun. And not just because of Sparkling Hills, but I have friends there and we sort of toured all over and did lots of stuff, wineries, might have been a helicopter tour in there and <laughs> uh, just lots of really great stuff. It's actually the first time that I've been in a helicopter since my whole engine failure situation. And the person that I was with was like holding my hand. <laughs> and it's not that I was like super panicky. Uh, they were just super worried about me being like having a panic attack on the, but it's to be honest, it was such a rare occurrence that I know it would never happen again. It's like being struck by lightning twice, right? So I knew the best thing to do was just get on the damn thing and suck it up. And then I did that and I landed safely <laughs> and everything was fine and it was lovely and great and awesome. The one thing I didn't do at Sparkling Hills was get a massage. And it's like the first time that I've gone there and not had a massage. It was just a timing thing. In fact, it was I just such a tight schedule there that, <sighs> you know, I just couldn't find time to relax. Actually, I did relax. I just didn't have massage um, and took some photos. Uh, those are over on, or a few of them are on um, my OnlyFans page at this point. Uh, and so you can see me in my bath action, <laughs> in all my bath bathing glory. Um, no, it's just, it was so much fun and the lighting was so good and... We just had a great time. So I started my week. I started this podcast off wrong. <laughs> I should have gone right into concocktails. 
and enjoyed a drink as I told you that story, but it's probably best that I did it this way so I don't give off too much, you know, give out too much information because there's lots of exciting things that happen, but I can't even talk about uh, just because of some certain people that I was with. Maybe a little famous, but <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so today's concoctail is going to be a gin punch. And I'll tell you why. Because the only juice that I have in my house is fruit punch. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I just sometimes, you know, when you're shopping for groceries and you just want to, you have a tendency to get the same type of thing over and over and over because you know you like it and whatever, but sometimes you got to take a risk. So in the juice aisle, sometimes I go crazy and I grab things that I would not normally buy. So maybe you should do that <laughs> once in a while. Uh, so I have fruit punch. Um, I'm not saying fruit punch is like so far out of the box here, but for me, it kind of is. Uh, all right. So I just made this recipe up. Okay. And gin punch is a real thing and there are real recipes for this, but this is just going to be my version. It's going to be punch wonders, <laughs> but please don't. <laughs> All right. So it's going to involve uh, some orange slices, some lemon slices, um, some frozen fruit that is now thawed. Um, I'm going to add some Bombay gin and four ounces of fruit punch. So two ounces of Bombay, four ounces of fruit punch. You know me, it might be four ounces of Bombay. <laughs> Who knows what happens here? My hands get a little weak sometimes. And um, the glass that I have for you today is this lovely glass from Anthropology. I love this glass when I featured it on one of my Halloween episodes. And I think we made something. What was it? Oh, it was the. The. The drink with the egg whites in it. Gin sour? Whiskey sour? Gin sour? I can't remember. Anyway, remind me in the comments, please. Uh, okay, so this guy and this time I brought a napkin. Uh, all right, so I've got orange slices, lemon slices. And I will put like an orange and a lemon slice in here for like aesthetics, but I'm going to shake them up with in the shaker. <laughs> um, so I have like an orange that's pretty much on its way out kind of like wrinkly and kind of, but it's still good on the inside. It's probably even more sweet than if it was fresh. And then a lemon. I'm going to squeeze half of each in to my shaker. I have to make sure not to put this on too early or just in general, unless I'm about to shake it. Cause this is impossible to take off. Like sometimes this gets so stuck on there that one time I had to cleverly use a screw Screw it into the top here and yank it off like a cork out of a wine bottle. And if you've ever done that without a <laughs> without a corkscrew, it's it can be tough. Some people are like, just push the cork in. And I'm like, oh yeah. I was in Europe one time. I'll just quickly tell us and make the cocktail. I had a wine bottle and it, I was in a rental and I couldn't find a bottle opener anywhere. It was probably <laughs> like 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> So I couldn't go ask the neighbors and I wound up finding a screw. I screwed it into the um, wine cork and then I put it between two pieces of furniture and freaking caught it. And then I, re I remember thinking like, oh my God, hopefully they won't see this because <laughs> I like damaged the wood, but it, it worked. But I was like, probably not the best thing to do, but it was kind of like, behind in between so I don't think they ever saw it but don't tell them if you know who, if it's you I'm sorry I'll I'll pay you uh, okay so desperate times call for desperate measures you know wine at 1 30 in the morning is definitely necessary right uh, okay so let's do so the orange slice first look at this this is like actually kind of nasty oh yeah beautiful on the inside though I'll tell you what, I'm going to do the garnish slices first. Boop. And then a lemon slice. Boop. Oh, how pretty already. Then I'm just going to squeeze the shit out of this into here. Get some of that good fresh orange juice. Okay, guys, I need this vessel to put all of this juicy shit into. So I'm going to pour, uh, this is about four ounces of fruit punch. I'll just add more gin. <laughs> 
Okay, so here. <gasps> I just got, okay. Uh, let me just get this out first. Who invented this? <laughs> Look at this funnel. The juice just went right down on my crotch. Must clean immediately. I'm gonna put this end in there and this little lemon end in there because I'm just gonna shake it all up. It's gonna be great. This is covered in juice. I can't wipe up my juice for more juice. <laughs> oh no, my pom-pom. Now my legs are gonna stick together. Ah! No, oh, it's all over my screen. Ah! Why don't I just bring one paper towel? Oh, you know when you wipe like something super sugary just around and it becomes this horrible sticky film? That's what's happening. But you know what? <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say. That's what we're here for. Juice party. <laughs> okay, let me get the rest of this and then we'll get back on track here. All right, lemon time. A bit of lemon juice in there. The lemon behaved way, way nicer than the orange. Still shit everywhere. Stickiness everywhere. Now, <laughs> should I add, I already added the fruit punch, so maybe I'll add, let me turn the volume off on this. Um, I got some frozen fruit here. This is Re Paradise Trio. And it has strawberries, peaches, and mangoes. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna like freaking give her here. Okay, perfect. A little bit of juice went in there. Now for the gin. This is about four ounces, right? <laughs> One ounce, two ounce. I'm gonna have enough for like two drinks. So, you know, just saying. Now. If there is another disaster, it's probably gonna be big. There's a lot of liquid in here, so let's just see what happens. Okay, let's see what kind of magic we created. Uh-huh, honey. <laughs> is that part of a song? I don't know where that even came from. All right, this is the Punch wonders. Let's try it. Mm. It's a little watery. I'm gonna add some more lemon. I should have used the whole lemon. I should have just trusted my initial instinct. It's kind of, I shouldn't say watery. It's just like lacking a bit of citrus or something. Like too much sweet. Let's try that. Oh, lemon, that's where it's at. Okay, sticky disaster. <sighs> I could make so many jokes about that. In fact, I have to tell you that I could barely find any jokes for you today. I've got like three <laughs> uh, for Kitty Twisters. Just, just a forewarning. If you're here for the jokes, you might be a little disappointed. <laughs> um, should we make my drink match my outfit? <laughs> I actually don't think I can. I think purple is a tough one. Ah, it's not bad. Maybe I'll make it match the little bow, the doggy bow. Hmm? Is that good? Okay, so I was having a conversation with somebody not long ago about sleepwalking and something that I don't think I've ever tackled on the podcast. I just thought it would be an interesting topic because I think that probably all of us have slept sleepwalked, sleptwalked, <laughs> sleepwalked um, at one point in our lives, or at least have known somebody to do it. It can be extremely terrifying to have somebody that you know sleepwalk. And I think I, maybe I have talked about this now that I think about it. I'm, I'm, I think I've told you the story about my sister being a bit of a sleepwalker. And when I think of sleepwalking, the first memory that I have of not me sleepwalking is my sister and I used to share a bedroom. So I would have been nine and my sister would have been six and a half. We shared a bedroom and we each had a twin bed next to each other on the back wall. 
of our old house <laughs> and uh, the house we lived in growing up and one of them. And she, the odd time, and it wasn't all the time. Oh, I let my pet fly loose again. He's just misbehaving. <laughs> Fred. Uh, anyway, so we would be sleeping and uh, I'm, I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. Like I can sleep through quite a bit of stuff unless it's very specific sounds. So because I had had an experience with my sister sleepwalking before, I have this like terrified feeling whenever she starts like moving around her bed. Anyway, what she used to do was sit straight up out of bed, like straight as a board and just stare straight ahead. And the, and sometimes she would be saying something or like mumbling words. Um, but most of the time she'd just be staring off into the abyss, like possessed. And I remember being like, Salak, wake up, wake up. <laughs> and because I was so scared, it's almost like having like somebody else in the room. It's like, they're not even who they are. And, uh, I've recently heard a story too, of a friend of mine, um, they were sleeping, like her and her boyfriend were sleeping somewhere like in a somewhere unfamiliar, which tends to kind of be a bit of a trigger for sleepwalkers. Just got up, couldn't find the bathroom, door was locked or something, peed in a garbage can and just proceeded to go back to bed. And that's actually super mild because some people wind up just peeing in the totally the wrong spot. <laughs> and it seems to be like related to having to get up to pee, right? Like why else do you get up in the middle of the night besides to use the bathroom or get a drink of water or something? So it was just a really funny story. So many lights around, the flies don't know where to go. They're just like, is this Las Vegas? <laughs> Have you ever sleepwalked? Is that the right way to say it? Sleepwalking, right? Have you ever sleepwalked, sleepwalked? I don't know why that's hard for me to figure out. <laughs> and I wanna know the story. Cause like I, you hear stories of people doing totally random things in their sleep, murdering people in their sleep, sleep eating, that's a big one. But the terror of watching yourself back on video, say you have a camera set up, doing things that you don't recollect doing, like that wouldn't worry me. I'd be like, whoa, I'm super vulnerable. Like, <laughs> you know, I couldn't imagine there are people that drive, they wake up somewhere random, like at a 7-Eleven at like two, three in the morning. And they're like, what the frick? How did I get here? Um, and then again, there's stories of people that wind up murdering other people in their sleep. Like they just think that they're possessed or I'm sure there's so many stories. It's like a sick topic, but it's, uh, it's kind of fascinating and terror terrifying at the same time. I don't have any recollection of ever sleepwalking. Not that I would, but I've never woken up somewhere and been like, what? Like, where am I? What am I doing? What am I wearing? Who is this? <laughs> I've passed out before and woken up like with people around me and I don't remember like what the hell happened. That's kind of the closest that I can like being in that kind of situation. But yeah, scary, especially like if your partner sleepwalks, sleep talks. It can be funny maybe, but I'm telling you, there is actually a TikTok account. There's a girl that I watched uh, a few days ago that I, I followed her on TikTok and uh she was pretty much like rocketed to fame on TikTok from um, posting her sleepwalking videos and the things that she does. And uh, she's got cameras set up all over her house. I think mainly her front living area. And it's her talking to herself, talking to random things, the walls, taking food into the living room, eating food, um, going to her front yard in the snow and rolling around. I'm thinking too, like, imagine you know, going outside in a blizzard and you're sleepwalking and like not being able to find your way back and nobody even knows that you're gone. Like this is kind of, this is the kind of shit that happens. And I think that maybe I'll make it a point to read some of these like real life sleepwalking stories. There's probably some interesting ones and I'm interested to know too. But like I said, I don't want to get too gnarly because like I know that there's a story that I heard a while ago, freaking years ago about this guy who wound up murdering his in-laws, like slaughtered them. But in his dream, he thought that they were out to kill his wife or like, like he was defending somebody, but they were just asleep in their bed. And it was just like, oh my God, that is wild, wild to me. And how do you prove 
that somebody was sleepwalking, unless you have them like on film or something or, or they, you know, they have a history of it. But I mean, what a tactic. Like if I were to murder somebody, be like, I don't even remember. I must have been sleepwalking again. <laughs> How do you prove that somebody like was asleep? Because I think the case that I'm talking about, the guy was actually f let off with manslaughter or something where third degree murder as opposed to first because apparent like it looked like first degree murder. People are sleeping in their bed and then the guy goes and like hacks them up or whatever he did. It was a case of sleepwalking and he, he got off. He had a lighter sentence. But I mean, it's just it's bad all around. I mean, no matter what, but. Sleep eating is a huge one. Um, someone very close to me in my life uh, does this. And she is, like I saw, I've seen it with my own eyes. She was telling me about it before. Um, just basically how she'd wake up with like strange food on her hand or like on her pants and stuff. And then she'd walk around uh, and find evidence from the night before. Like random crumbs over here and just random. And then... She kind of was like, I think I'm sleep eating. And I was like, girl, you better look into that. <laughs> because, uh, you know, when you care about your figure and you're eating a whole tin of peanut butter that you've mixed into a, you know, a bowl of freaking popcorn and like honey and stuff on it, then, you know, you're not doing a lot of good for yourself. But then I witnessed it myself one night and uh, we were partying. I went wound up sleeping. In fact, there was me and one other person and we were still up. We were actually playing crib. And then um, she came downstairs and started to crack open the fridge. <laughs> I was going to say crack open eggs because she was making eggs like at probably two in the morning. And uh, it was just crazy because I was like, are you sure you want to be doing that right now? Because she had been asleep for, you know, not yet. I'm fine. And she fully got the eggs, cracked them into the pan, knew how to work the stove. She was totally coherent. The weird thing was, is that she went to the cupboard to get like gummy bears and she grabbed like the other crib board, went to the, after she ate her eggs, kind of in silence on the couch. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she went to the, the, the cupboard of the pantry, grabbed gummy bears, put the gummy bears on another crib board like this high and then sat down and ate them. We're like, you okay, girl? But she was like, would answer every question, could look you in the eye. You'd never know that she was actually asleep. And then the next day I was like, whoa, you really like slammed back those gummy bears last night. Eh? Cause it was kind of funny to the person that I was with. Like, we're like, oh, okay, interesting. And she's like, huh? And I said, yeah, last night you got up, you made eggs, ate them, then went to the pantry grabbed gummy bears, covered the crib board with gummy bears and ate them all on the couch and then just went back to bed. And then she was like, oh my God. She's like, I knew it. <laughs> and I'm like, was that like a sleep eating, what, do you, what would you call that? Like incident? <laughs> like, did I just witness that live? And uh, from then on, you know, she was just more aware of it and was able to kind of like manage whatever was going on with her but I think that it was a combination actually of a certain sleeping pill um that she had been taking like I don't know for how long but um maybe it was a new one and the wrong combination of things or the right combination of things however you want to look at it created this this sleep eating situation for her if you are sleep eating or sleepwalking a lot more than you ever have like it's a bit off do some research about your the type of sleeping pill you're taking or other medications because it could very well be uh, related and maybe you don't even realize you're sleep eating but there are like there's strange evidence like maybe you think your house is haunted because <laughs> you wake up in the morning and all the cupboards and all the drawers are open you could be a sleep eater it might not be the poltergeist you think it is. It's probably you. <laughs> so the holidays are around the frickin' corner. And I don't know how it came on so quickly because generally I'm pretty on top of like ordering gifts and things like all the way in October. Because I was so busy in October, November hit and I'm like, okay, it's just the beginning of November. And then suddenly it's like past the middle of November. And I'm like, I don't even have time to order anything. Because if you didn't know, shipping at this point, like at, at this point in time has is slower than ever. <laughs> and I heard something like shipping containers are backed up 
I think in China or where was it like Taiwan? I don't actually know. I'm just like flashing back on like information I heard a while ago. These shipping containers are, um, are these massive ships. What are they called? Not shipping containers. The containers that are on the ships, you know, like they have like 10,000 shipping containers on them. Shipping ships. <laughs> they are backed up by like three years or something like that. And I know very well that there is something happening because there are certain things that I order at, a, you know, in October, November every year that aren't available yet, including the new body shop advent calendar that I get for myself every year. Uh, I always get the big one. And normally by now I'd have ordered it and have it here to start opening every day from December 1st to the 25th or the 24th. And I can't get it. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't buy anything from the body shop all year because I know I'm going to try new stuff in the advent calendar. And it's all full-size stuff. It's great stuff. It's not the cheapest, but it's like I spoil myself, right? I can't find it anywhere. I know they're selling them still in the UK, but I just keep saying, email me when back in stock. Email me when back in stock. So I feel like, of course, signed up for that to be notified immediately when it's available. But even at this point, will I receive it by November 1st or December 1st? Duh. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, so yes, it's kind of shitty. All that talking and no sipping, what the hell? Gin punch. It's got a little kick to it. <laughs> a little punch to it. It's actually good. Another thing I'm struggling to do is get these calendars done and made. I have a company that I'm working with right now that we're trying to like organize and get things ready by Christmas. So I'm just working hard on that on top of everything else. But um, I really do hope that I'll be able to bring a calendar like a 2022 calendar to all of you. I get so many requests for this. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make it happen. So I really, really hope that it will um, at least be ready before January 1st of next year. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm confident that the people I'm working with are, are doing their best. So stay tuned. You'll, you'll know. You'll know. And of course, my 25 days of lingerie is starting December 1st. <sighs> this is making me feel stressed out. <laughs> and then, you know, I thought, God damn it, I have to set up my little Christmas tree. I always have a little Christmas tree right here. And then I'm thinking, where the hell did I put it? <laughs> There's like extras, this things like on top of all the other stuff that I'm doing that I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to just like add it to my, my list, but uh, not a big deal. Super fun to set up my Christmas tree. Um, but I just can't believe that I'm just, I'm already there. It's just, it's here. So yeah, filming for my 25 days of lingerie, I'm going to be releasing like little teaser photos on OnlyFans and Patreon of some of the ensembles that I'm planning to wear. I don't normally do this, but I feel like it's going to get everyone hyped because I have some incredible, I'm like looking at the rack right now and I'm like, it's going to be the best 25 days of lingerie that I've ever put out. Okay. Just telling you, <laughs> just letting you know that that's what's going to be happening over there. And I will have more information on Patreon soon. Um, and then I'll blast uh, kind of an ad everywhere so that people know what's going on, the dates and all that fun stuff. Uh, but essentially 25 videos throughout Christmas. It's kind of like an advent calendar where every day you wake up to a brand new try on video. And it's always an adventure because I try to like switch it up every single day and not repeat anything too similar. Um, so between, oh my God, I've got these, oh, I've got these boots coming. Um, I've got four summer boots, summer shoes, but they are so freaking perfect for what I have planned. And I've got the stockings, accessories. I literally have butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, I have butterflies in my stomach. Uh, my stomach's down here, I know, um, for this high tier. And it's freaking December. It's just going to be so much fun to spend every day with you guys <laughs> and uh, just share in our holiday fun. And um, especially my podcast in December, uh, I've got some really cute cocktails planned. And uh, I do still want to do a kind of, Christmas gift list. So like things that I would really look like, things that I would really look like, things that I would really like to buy myself for Christmas or receive as gifts for Christmas. And also things that I want to buy for my significant other. Um, so I'll come up with that. Maybe I'll share it on the podcast 
or make like a full YouTube video. I'm not sure yet, but uh, we'll figure it out. So this is not official yet, but I am working with somebody to create a brand new podcast intro. I contacted the people that did the Bad Friends podcast intro and uh, just through a friend of a friend. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, it's it's very like cartoony characterized, but very kind of catchy and I love it. So I, I wanted to do something similar, but obviously like in my own style. The music that I use for my intro is very retro kind of go-go dancing, 60s, 70s type, more so 60s, I think. Um, and same with my logo kind of being a bit more retro looking. Uh, so I'm super stoked if it works out um, to, you know, have a brand new podcast intro for you. And I'm just very excited. And it's going to be fun. <laughs> now it's time for a segment that I like to call Cat Fact. So I screenshot facts so I don't actually like save the files or read it off a website. I just kind of like, it's easier for me. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay, so this I heard on the Bad Friends podcast. Yes, I watch it. Yes, I'm obsessed with it. I watch it every single Monday. They were talking about this and I thought Andrew Santino was making this up. So they were talking about how the Guinness World Record, or sorry, this was, oh, sorry, Michelin, uh, you know, Michelin tires. They're actually, how do I say this? You've heard of Michelin star restaurants and, you know, it's like a very high rating and people sometimes only eat at Michelin star restaurants like Bobby Lee, <laughs> also from the Bad, Bad Friends podcast. But uh, it says here, Michelin stars are highly co coveted by elite and upscale restaurants all over the world, but they're actually given out by the Michelin tire company, the same one whose mascot is the marshmallow like Michelin man. If you want to get fancy, pronounce it in the original French Michelin. Michelin? Uh, so this was what uh, Andrew was saying. And I thought, this isn't true. Like the Michelin Tire Company is also like giving five stars to these different restaurants. I guess according to this website is true. <laughs> Although no longer connected to the beer company, Guinness World Records was founded by the managing director of the Guinness Brewery in the 1950s. So there is a connection. More people visit France than any other country. Spain is second and the U.S. is third. You can still stay at the world's ol oldest hotel, the Nishiyama Onsen Kayunken, Kayunken in Japan, which was founded in 705 AD. That's freaking old. Let's see what else I got going on in this uh, little cocktail shaker. That took a while. Love it. Okay, the coldest temperature ever recorded occurred in Antarctica at minus 144 degrees Fahrenheit, as reported by researchers in Scientific Journal in 2018. So 144 Fahrenheit. So there's a there's a point where Fahrenheit and Celsius become the same. What is minus 144 Celsius in? Oh, Fahrenheit in Celsius. Minus 97.778 degrees Celsius. Okay, so I've been in minus 113 degrees Celsius. Let's see what that is here. 113C in Fahrenheit. That's minus 171 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, at Sparkling Hills, in fact, they have, I think there may be more now, but the only, like it's a very specific cryo chamber. Um, they used to be the only one in North America. There may be more now as far, I don't know. I, I did a partnership with Sparkling Hills and kind of reviewed their facilities and went into this thing. And, uh, it starts out by, so you have to have your, your hands covered, your ears, your face, your toes, and then you have to be wearing like a very dry swimsuit. So you can't have any moisture on it, which does make sense because if you're going to be freezing, you don't want it right against your skin. So a very dry swimsuit. Um, and they go over like the safety features with you, <laughs> not safety features, but they just let you know what to do in certain situations. And 
So you go into the first chamber and the gu the guide is also in there with you the whole time. So you're not by yourself. Um, and he's, of course, wearing his massive like Canada Goose parka and all the fixins for being in that kind of weather. And so he walks you into the first chamber, which is minus 14 degrees Celsius. And you stay there for about 60 seconds. And then you go into the second chamber, which is minus 68 degrees Celsius around there, which is still kind of like how cold Manitoba gets in the depths of winter. Hell on earth, if you ask me. <laughs> and uh, so you stay there for about another minute, 30 seconds to a minute. I can't really remember, but... And then, then the door opens to the coldest chamber, which on that specific day, because it does fluctuate a little bit, was minus 113 degrees Celsius. And I'll never forget him opening that door and walking in and the first thing you see are like little crystals. It's like you're in outer space. It's so cold. And uh, initially, I think your body can only really feel so much cold. Like it doesn't hurt right away. It takes a little bit of time. <laughs> so they're playing loud music and the song that they were singing, there's a little song I wrote, wanna sing it note for note. Don't worry, be happy. You know that one? Okay. <laughs> I think you know the song. Anyway, it, uh, they play this loudly to kind of like keep you alert and keep you kind of like moving because you're supposed to walk around in a circle. So you stay in this chamber for three minutes. One and a half minutes you walk counterclockwise and the other half you walk clockwise. So you kind of change directions halfway through. And it's also kind of like a good thing to know you're, you've made it halfway. And I'm like, could you just tell me when like five, <laughs> five seconds left? Um, because sometimes finding out you're only halfway is a little bit, can be, it can work both ways. The thing that I, you don't want to do if you ever do this is you do not want to go like this because your instinct is to kind of go like this. Um, but I kind of, I walked around, I kept my hands away from my sides and that's how I walked around. I kind of didn't touch myself. I didn't keep my arms down because every time you touch your skin during like these insanely cold temperatures, like pretty much outer space temperatures, <laughs> your skin freaking hurts. It's like on high alert. Your nerve endings are just freaking out and you're like, what the hell? So I did that and that was a mistake. So don't do that. Um, and essentially just finished off the three minutes, went <laughs> into the decompression chamber, <laughs> which was minus 60, uh, for a little bit and then back into the minus 14 for about a minute and then out. And I'm telling you, you never felt so hot in your life when you get out of that situation. Um, I'm sorry if you've heard the story before, but, uh, this, it was just, it's just kind of like a neat a neat experience. Uh, the purpose for this cryo chamber is uh, people that have arthritis, a lot of inflammation, circulatory problems, uh, apparently going into this chamber up to three times a day for a period of a week, which sounds like hell on earth to me, <laughs> frozen hell, can really do a number on um, decreasing inflammation, really helping your circulation and things like this. So people like, especially with arthritis, can get up to six months of relief. So like long-term relief, naturally. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how natural, like just using cold temperatures, right? You're not like using uh, any type of medication to make yourself feel better. So it's kind of a natural way to do it, even though you'd never be able to do that really anywhere else. It's kind of like a man-made natural situation. <laughs> so, okay, I'll get back to facts. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Japan records the most earthquakes of any country in the world, but the most earthquakes actually occur in Indonesia. So maybe Indi Indonesia is just not recording all of them. Uh, each year, 16 million thunderstorms happen around the world. And at any given moment, there are about 2,000 thunderstorms in progress. Love me a good thunderstorm. So this actually, I had no idea. Um, I would have guessed Indonesia, but Sweden or the Philippines. Uh, Sweden has 267,570 islands, the most of any country in the world. Did you know that? That Sweden has the most islands of any country? And like I said, I would have guessed the Philippines, because the Philippines has like over 7,000 islands, I think. Australia contains a number of pink lakes, but the most stunning is the Pepto-Bismol colored lake, Hillier. Hillier. 
Hillier? <laughs> the color may be the result of a certain algae. Maybe the result of a certain algae? Aren't these facts we're reading here? At over 29,000 feet tall, Mount Everest is the highest point on Earth, but it doesn't compare to the deepest point on Earth, the Marianas Trench or the Mariana Trench, with over 30 thicks. 30 thicks. <laughs> Time for another sip. With over 36,000, oh, which is, which is over 36,000 feet deep, nearly seven miles in the Pacific Ocean. I think that that's kind of like what a lot of deep diving films are based around this Marianas Trench. I've always said Marianas, but I guess Mariana Trench. Uh, this isn't exactly a fun fact, but there are over 200 dead bodies of climbers on Mount Everest because it's so difficult to bring them down. I've read this fact before, and I know somebody whose dad is still on Mount Everest. Uh, only two people have ever swum the entire length of the 2,350-mile Mississippi River. Slovenian long-distance swimmer Martin Strell in 2002 and American former Navy SEAL Chris Ring in 2015. Strell swam for 68 days in a row. Ring took one day off a week, taking 181 days. Okay, what the frick? So they, they swim, and then they GPS where they are, they sleep, and then they continue on the next day. It's not like they're swimming straight. I mean, that was that's impossible. Or is it? So... <laughs> Visitors are not allowed to scatter loved ones' ashes at Disney World or Disneyland. This is apparently a problem, particularly, particularly around the Haunted Mansion attraction. So what the hell? If the person really loved the Haunted Mansion and they were like, this is where I need my ashes, maybe they helped design and build it. You know? I don't know. But why would you, like, why there? You know? Because they think they're going to haunt the mansion or something? That's strange to me. Very strange. This last fact is the last fact. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, there's a world record holder uh, for the holder of the most world records. Ashrita Furman, who set more than 600 records and currently holds more than 200. Uh, his records have ranged from fastest mile on a pogo stick, longest time to hula hoop underwater, and greatest distance traveled on a bicycle balancing a milk bottle on the head. What the hell? Okay, so if you're if you're like, I want to break a world record, I'm going to tap my nose and pull my ear for a year straight and hold the new record. Like, what? where is the, the cap on this? Why, why isn't somebody going, that's stupid. <laughs> Next. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the Guinness World Record Committee is just like scrambling for like, new opportunities to put a new book out i don't know like the 2022 guinness world record uh book <laughs> i am gonna braid the most um oh no that doesn't make sense i was thinking i was looking at a wig and i'm like i'm gonna braid the most hairs on a red wig synthetic <laughs> okay yeah sounds great yeah we got you lined up we'll have uh somebody show up there with a timer and please I think they're kind of like really discrediting the real record record holders. I don't know, guys. Gin punch. I mean, punch wonders. You guys are really lucky that my wonderful editor is going to leave all that in for you. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just being myself here. Okay, so another thing is on top of everything I have going on in December, I... I'm starting a new workout regimen. Uh, I work out with a personal trainer two days a week and then try to throw in some of my own stuff the other days of the week. What's happening is nothing's happening the other days of the week. If I'm not working out that day, I don't wind up finding the time to do it. So I told her, I said, I need to start working out at least four days a week. And so she said to me, <clears throat> no problem. Let's start right away. And so I'm interested because the last time I worked out, four days a week was quite a while ago and I'm kind of stoked about it. I'm pumped about it. I know that I can do it. I just have to make sure that I go to bed a little earlier. I don't know, plan for it better, right? Like make, because I work out first thing in the morning <clears throat> and the best way to do like any type of exercise work routine is to work out first thing and then you have the rest of the day to do what you need to do. Uh, the only thing that worries me is like exhaustion, <laughs> pushing myself at first thing in the morning and then I'm going to need to take a nap halfway through. But I think I just got to make sure that I'm not like overdoing it because lately I've been underdoing it and I'm not that kind of person. 
So I'm really curious to know, when you make love, do you like it rough or romantic? So this is a very personal question, and I know that some of you may not be comfortable answering me, but that's fine. I am both. And I know that most of you will probably say the same thing. It just depends on the situation, okay? Because if you're <laughs> if you're doing it someplace public, <laughs> it's going to be fast, okay? It's going to be fast, it's got to happen. Not necessarily rough, but, um, you know, you don't want to be making love for hours in the bushes at the resort. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I definitely, I know that there are moments where, like, long romantic lovemaking is a plus but I'll be totally honest quicker rougher sex is kind of like my jam <laughs> my jam <laughs> take that as you will I just think that like I'm a very passionate person I guess we could all say that about ourselves about like something but I give it my all you know what I'm saying there's not one part of me that's not involved in lovemaking <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm very, um, but like I said, I, I can do, I can do all levels of lovemaking and, you know, I doesn't always have to be like hard and fast or rough or I just like to enjoy myself. And it just depends on the scenario, you know, that's just where I'm at. What do you prefer? Um, also, yeah, like I wrote down quick or long, like, do you like to do it and get it over with quick? Do you like to do it for a long time? I'm not like a long time lovemaker. I'm just being totally honest. <laughs> Maybe some of you, one of you will be able to change that. <laughs> hey, Guinness World Record. Is there a Guinness World Record for a longest lovemaking session? Um, and then if so, then keeping it up that long, that's that deserves a an award in a book going down in history. <laughs> My granddaddy. <laughs> Is in the Guinness Book of World Records for keeping it up the longest. <laughs> Ayahuasca. Have you heard of it? <laughs> Would you ever try it? And um, I'm not sure what the difference between ayahuasca and like DMT is. I think one is maybe a synthetic version of the other. Is it a mushroom? Is it licking the back of a frog? I don't know. But I've heard a lot of conversations about ayahuasca and an ayahuasca trip and how it changes people's lives. And I'm interested. Now, I don't do drugs. Uh, to be honest, I've only ever tried uh, marijuana and mushrooms. <laughs> um, so I'm a lightweight in that field. But I know that the kind of revelations that can be birthed from an ayahuasca trip or DMT is super fascinating to me. So I take mushrooms every day, not, not even microdosing, not magic mushrooms, but I take lion's mane mushroom, turkey tail mushroom. Um, this is sort of like, if you don't know about consuming mushrooms, um, there are some, a few mushrooms out there that are extremely beneficial to human brain. Uh, immunity. And that's exactly what these mushrooms do. It's just kind of like microdosing small, but they're, like I said, they're not psychedelic mushrooms. There's been some evidence that microdosing magic mushrooms even can, you know, help you out a little bit, uh, especially for depression and things like that. Do your own research. I'm not a scientist. I ain't no Paul Stamets. Okay. And if you don't know who Paul Stamets is, you better watch that podcast because it will just expand your mind in so many ways. Uh, him and Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, Paul Stamets. Type it in. You'll find it. Uh, make sure you watch the number one podcast first and not the number two. Okay, frick. I'll link it. Paul Stamets. Um, there's also a um, documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but find it somewhere. It's uh, Fantastic Fungi. Fantastic Fungi. I've talked about this before. Just gives you a little bit more insight about what's going on under the ground and what comes out of it. And it's really, really fascinating. So highly recommend that. But ayahuasca is like a different experience. I know if you do enough mushrooms, I think like magic mushrooms, you can have a pretty incredible trip. And I've heard people say that it's changed their whole lives. I, however, have like a bit of a fear of doing any, too much of anything. You've heard of like a psychotic break. <laughs> this has happened uh, before where people wind up not ever going, returning to their natural state after taking too many, like too much marijuana, too much mushrooms. Uh, but I'm not sure about 
the history of ayahuasca and uh, there's lots that I need to learn yet, but I'm super fascinated and I want to know if any of you have ever had an experience with this, with ayahuasca and if you, like if it changed you, I just love reading stories about people having their experiences. So that's one. Another thing is, is I have injuries (laughs) on my body. I have to film tomorrow. I've got like a scab scrape on my back over here and on my right butt cheek. And I'm debating whether I'm going to even cover them up because sometimes if I have like a gnarly injury, I'll just cover it with makeup. It kind of like lessens the blow when you're watching me wear a swimsuit or whatever I'm wearing, if I'm wearing anything at all. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) But we had so much snow that it was a freaking winter wonderland. And I was hanging out with some friends. We were in the hot tub. And then decided to do some snow rolling. And I love to do this. It's great for your system. Uh, it's very commonly practiced in colder climates, especially in Europe, um, where you do kind of, what is it called? It's called, um, I don't know, where you just jump into cold water and back out. It's good for your whole body. It just wakes you up, revitalizes you. It's good for staying young longer. <laughs> so anyway, rolling in the snow, like especially when you have a hot place to go back to. Uh, a lot of these crazy guys that do this, like the polar dip, or whatever it's called, where they're on some lake, there's a hole cut in the ice and they're jumping in and out. But there's no sauna, no hot tub to go into. That's brave. I've done some skinny dipping where there's no hot place to go back into. It is a little rough. So if there's a hot tub to jump back into, I'm a lot more prone to do it. <laughs> but we, anyway, long story short, we were jumping in and, in and out of the hot tub. But of course the snow is this thick, but because it's fresh snow, like there's no snow pack underneath, it's kind of like there's a crust and crystal underneath. So you're kind of breaking through this layer and then rolling, but you're being stabbed <laughs> by whatever bush is underneath. And it wasn't until today that I was like, ooh, my right butt cheek feels a little tender. And then I was like, oh shit, my back. <laughs> like scrapes and scabs already from rolling in the snow. Um, just thought that I would share that with you. And it was, we were all naked. Just in case you want to visualize it. There you go. Okay, I am going to end this podcast with a segment, a sad segment today called Kitty Twisters. <laughs> Now, the reason that I call it sad is not because I'm telling you sad jokes. It's because I only have, let's see how many jokes I actually have. Um, Maybe I have more than I thought. I don't know. Uh, Two old men are sitting on a park bench. One says, so how's your wife? The other man replies, I think she's dead. You think she's dead? Well, the sex is about the same, but the dishes are piling up. (laughs) It's so sick. I am so sorry. I've said this joke before, but I'm going to say it again. What do you call a cheap circumcision? A ripoff. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> this is good. How is it, this is this is your boss, how is it that you're always sick on weekdays? It's my weekend immune system. <laughs> do you have a weekend immune system? <laughs> Get it? Weekend instead of weekend. I'm sorry for this one too. This is like a really dumb one, but maybe you'll find it hilarious. I don't know. Little Johnny went to school sick. <laughs> Little Johnny went to school sick one. <laughs> That's what it actually says. I swear. Anyway, little Johnny went to school sick. Coughing and sneezing, the teacher approached him and said, if you're sick, you should stay home. We don't want you to get the other children sick. Johnny replied, but you said I'd never be able to pass anything. <laughs> okay, it's not too bad. Okay, this is similar to a joke that I told before. Maybe you'll figure it out. I'm leaving. I'm sick of you wearing a different t-shirt every hour. Wait. I can change. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That concludes the saddest kitty twisters of all time. Uh, Somebody recommended a website called Spicy Jokes, and there were some good ones on there. But then I like you go through categories. There's like airplane jokes, animal jokes, blonde jokes, yo mama jokes and stuff. So I don't like yo mama jokes because they're just dumb. Uh, maybe you'll like, you like them, but if you have any, um, suggestions for websites where I can find funny jokes and I'm not talking like kids jokes, dad jokes. No, I want adult jokes. I like sick jokes. 
I have an unfortunate sense of humor and I laugh at the weirdest, sickest shit. And you know what? I find, I do find jokes that I cannot read on YouTube um, for probably obvious reasons. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but the truth. Uh, maybe I'll just start doing it on OnlyFans, but it's still offensive. They're still so offensive. Like, there's no getting around <laughs> All right, everyone, I was happy to be able to wear this ridiculous, cute outfit somewhere because I don't know where I'm ever going to wear this in public or around anybody that I respect. <laughs> and uh, just want to say big thanks for watching. For those of you who are diehard Kitty Liquor fans, super appreciate it. And yeah, working on some merch. But like I said, the calendar situation is... There's like some things involved that I can't like discuss, but uh, I really want to make it happen. And I'm putting it out there in the universe. I'm going to make it happen. It's going to happen. So it's hopefully it will happen. <laughs> Please email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com with suggestions, jokes, your love letters. <laughs> like I said, kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and also uh, make sure you're following me on Instagram, uh, Patreon, OnlyFans. I've been having some really good conversations with my fans on OnlyFans lately and uh, pop on over. We can have a little conversation and I'm definitely able to be my true self over there. Not hold back, if you know what I mean. Uh, so look for the link tree link down below that has all of my all of my links all in one. So it just makes it a lot easier for you and a lot easier for me than typing it all out every single time. <laughs> Please like this video if you are watching this video uh, and know that there is an audio version as well. If you're listening to the audio version, then there is a video version on YouTube. So be sure to check that out so you can see all of the aesthetic glory that there is to behold here on the tube. <laughs> so Thank you guys so, so much for watching. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and I will see you all in my next video. Bye.